Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, what's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge and your Week 15 Props spectacular we are powered as always by the almighty sports line the best value in all of sports betting and it is not close i'm your boy the coach and i gotta tell you it is a busy busy weekend bowl season starting today nfl games on saturday on sunday on monday so you've come to the right place also we are the most transparent show in all sports betting so we always recap how we did last week and my guys for them a very average week because they are three of the best Prop handicappers in the world today. By the way, see Najad, if you're looking to follow somebody new, 15-2 and two in the last couple of weeks here on the early edge across all of his bets. He is red hot. And, of course, Prop Stars is Prop Stars. Now, we also want you to rep the brand because in 2023, we're going to grow to new heights. So use a QR code on the screen right now. Buy the Early Edge merch. Use the promo code EARLYEDGE20 at checkout. And we'll give you 20% off your purchase. And then send in a picture with you wearing it or taking it somewhere. We're collecting those so we can reward those of you who support us as we can support you. So let's get into it because this is a very, very important hour of the week. Let's bring in the stars of the show. And we are one light today, but for a very good reason. Uncle Day has been called to other duties. But these two will do just fine. First and foremost, when you go 15 and 2, you deserve to be introduced first when you get into club cachet for the first time in 2000 you deserve to get introduced first so ladies and gentlemen he is the most handsome man in all of the early edge universe seeing ajad you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself today i'm feeling uh pretty great about myself today i gotta be <laughs> honest i i uh you know, I made the call on Kittle yesterday that came through and then my prop came through and, you know, I got to be honest. And I tweeted yesterday, of course, I said, you know, that one, that one, I don't know. I don't know that I want to call it luck, but it certainly was not a bet that I expected to come in. I thought Jordan Mason would get a few more carries a little bit earlier in the game, but he did what I thought he was going to do. He's a big punishing runner. And when he gets outside, even though he's kind of slow, uh, he can, he can get there for you. And uh, yeah, it's been a really good run over the last couple of weeks. I hope we can continue it this weekend, this week. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I've got four plays right now that I'm pretty confident in. And then I'm going to have probably one or two plays for that final bet shows, uh, one or two extra plays as well. Yeah, I encourage you to follow my man on Twitter because we always drop a little extra play on Saturday night or Sunday morning just to make sure you're paying attention. All right, now this man is an absolute savage. And he's probably the only person that's not disappointed that Dave is not here because he looks at it as a proper opportunity. To talk even more, he is prop stars. Good afternoon, sir. Coach, what's good? Cousin Sia, great to see you. Got some quick housekeeping to take care of. First and foremost, need to congratulate my cousin Sia making it into the club cache last night. Awesome job, Sia. Sia's also been red hot. 15 and 2. I know we mentioned that. Just wanted to give him additional props and praise. So that is awesome. Also wanted to touch on real quickly Christian McCaffrey last night. Disappointing outcome had 30. Four receiving yards in the first quarter. His live receiving line was actually 59 and a half. Uh, disastrous from there. Ended up missing that prop, unfortunately. But let's put that all in the rearview mirror. I could not be more excited for this slate of games. We have no teams on bye weeks. I absolutely love these matchups as well. I'm ready to have a big week, coach. All right. I, I, I keep telling you, at some point, I am not going to have to host the show anymore. Alex has got it all. He's got it all. Took care of all of that for me. 
All right, so let's jump right into it because we've got a lot of props to get to. Again, three games on Saturday, a full slate on Sunday. Tomorrow, only one show. Saturdays are just a very busy day. But then Sunday, we'll have our full allotment of three shows as well. And did I mention, for those of you that may not have been watching all week, we have a brand new prop section at Sportsline. You can get props from Alex, from Sia. They'll have their own experts page, and they're right there. It's a big deal for us. It'll be a big deal for you. All right, as you know, on this show, we only get into games that we have picks in, but today a little bit different. We'll be talking some bonus topics at the end of the show, so you want to stick around for that. Let's jump right into it. Colts, Vikings, minus three and a half. This is a Saturday game, 1 p.m. Eastern, so do not miss getting this play in. Total 47 and a half. Vikings lane three and a half against the Colts, but we don't care about that. We care about props here. See you. Start us off. Yeah, this one's really interesting, both from a betting and DFS standpoint. I do want to mention it's a really nice DFS slate. Me and Mike McClure do our Fantasy Football Today DFS game-by-game preview. We just put it out yesterday, so go catch that. This is a game that a lot of people are going to want to play. The main reason, other than the fact that obviously the total is, is higher than the other two games on Saturday, is because it's in a curated environment. It's in a dome, as opposed to the other two games where it's going to be windy and cold, potential snow in that Bills game. So this is a game that's really popular. And this is a guy in Matt Ryan that I don't normally bet on. In fact, I don't know that I've bet on him this entire year. But what I like in this game is Matt Ryan over 22 and a half pass completions at minus 110. Uh, This is just really a perfect matchup for Matt Ryan. And it's a really good bounce back spot. This is probably going to be the first and last time I put a play on him. I I like his total in his passing yards as well of 254 and a half. But I prefer to lean on his total completions. And and that's because I don't necessarily expect him to throw it downfield against this horrendous Viking secondary. Certainly he could hit Alec Pierce downfield or maybe Paris Campbell or or Pittman or one of the multitude of tight ends that he likes to hit. But I, I think the Vikings are going to give Matt Ryan a lot of underneath stuff. So you could go to his pass attempts if you want. You could go to his completions. My preference here is to go to his completions because I think we're going to see some efficiency because of those short area throws. So again, Ryan over 22 and a half pass completions. Uh, for the record, since he's been installed uh, by Jeff Saturday, so it's been like the last four games, he's only exceeded this total 22 and a half once of the four games, but he's never fallen below 21. And I think the never fallen below 21 is a really important stat when you buttress that up against the fact that he's playing the Minnesota Vikings secondary. So again, over 22 and a half completions is the play here. I like it. I don't think I would play this up to 23 and a half, but I don't think it's going to move up to 23 and a half. So get it at 22 and a half. And I think you're good to go. Minus 110. You mentioned two very important things. The Vikings defense, there's going to be a lot of uh, possessions in this particular game, and that's going to lead. And they also are very conservative under Jeff Saturday. They throw it a lot, but they're conservative. That means Mm -hmm. a lot of dump offs, meaning a lot of completions. Now, we had a question about Justin Jefferson in the chat. We're going to talk about him at the end of the show. Believe me, we've got some extra stuff coming for you. But, Alex, let me come to you real quick on this game because it's a Saturday standalone which means there's going to be a lot more emphasis, a lot more focus than if it was, say, a Sunday part of a 6 or 7 o'clock, 1 o'clock slate. So when you look at the standalone, you looked at what the lab told you, taking Justin Jefferson out of it, what did you make of this particular game? Yeah, it's an interesting matchup. As Sia mentioned, don't have to worry about inclement weather. It's going to be ideal environments. Uh, I think this is a good spot, really, for both of these passing attacks, particularly uh, the Colts. As Sia mentioned, the Vikings uh, defense, they are way stronger up front than they are in the back end. As a result of that, they're a pass funnel. So I do love the Matt Ryan play. I also like Michael Pittman quite a bit in this matchup. If you've been following me, you've noticed that I've really uh, targeted opposing number one wide receivers that face the Vikings. They bleed a ton of production to opposing number one wideouts. So I expect the Colts to shift a little more. As Sia mentioned, they've been very run heavy with Jeff Saturday, but I expect them to air the ball out quite a bit, take care or take advantage of the matchup, the path of least resistance. So Michael Pittman is another name that I'm uh, taking a pretty good look at here, coach. Quick chat question, 251 and a half is the over for Matt Ryan. Would you like that, Alex? Uh, I'd lean over it. I'd much prefer a volume-based play, though, the way C is choosing to attack it. I actually personally bet his over 33-and-a-half passing attempts, which I also like as well. Yeah, I like that as well, Coach. The uh, passing attempts I like as well. Okay, very good. There you got like three or four extra plays right there in the last 60 seconds. That's why you grab your paper. That's why you grab your pencil. Now, game number two, and I'm coming right back to Alex for this one. Ravens and the Browns. This is a big-time matchup for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson already been ruled out, so it's going to be Huntley's turn again. The Browns laying three at home, the total 38. 
And they've been saying, at least I've been reading, Alex, that they're going to open up the offense a little bit more, which would lead to what? It's going to lead to David Ninjoku benefiting coach. And I want to preface this pick by stating that uh, a few of these props, I believe three in particular, I have already given out on the Sportsline website as uh, coach alluded to in the beginning of the show. We're now able to give out prop picks on the website. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the development team did a terrific job. So you will notice that some of these numbers aren't available. I would encourage everybody on Sportsline to set their notifications. You will be notified the second I make a prop pick on the website. So that is why you're going to see a difference in some of these numbers. But I love David Njoku, over three and a half receptions. This one hasn't moved. The odds uh, may have changed a bit, but I've just been really encouraged by Njoku all season. He's finally having a breakout, really putting everything all, to, all together. He ran a route on 97% of the Browns' dropbacks last week, and he trailed only Donovan Peoples-Jones in target share. He turned nine targets into seven receptions for 59 yards and a touchdown against the Bengals last week. Uh, he's going to face a Ravens defense that have been middle of the pack defending opposing tight ends. But I think Deshaun Watson's going to air the ball out a bit more this week. I think he's going to lean on Njoku uh, as well because the Ravens have really been a pass funnel coach. They're a much better run defense than they are pass defense. And as a result of that, teams are choosing to attack them through the air. Very similar to uh, why Sia likes Matt Ryan um, against the Vikings. Very similar defense as they're stout up front, but they give up a lot of passing yards in the back end. Uh, Najoku's had at least four receptions in six of his previous eight games as well. So this is a very obtainable number for him as well. Uh, if you look at a lot of the advanced metrics on Najoku, he has a 1.8 yards per route run. That is a very good number for a tight uh, for a tight end. And uh, yeah, this is just a good spot to back Najoku. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up leading uh, the Browns in targets, in receiving yards, even potentially. So love this prop. Over three and a half receptions. I'd play this one up to about minus 145 juice if you can find it there. What about four and a half at plus 120? They're asking Jay Kane in the chat. So four and a half and three and a half, unfortunately, is a massive difference. I don't mind it because I do think he will be heavily featured, but I would suggest maybe scaling down in your units, maybe going quarter or half unit on that coach. Okay. See, let me come to you because uh, Deshaun Watson said after game, when it clicks, it's just going to click. Well, it hasn't clicked yet. They only managed 10 points last week against Cincinnati, but he is a very capable quarterback. In fact, he's a $200 million plus guaranteed quarterback. So is there anything we should or could attack in this game outside of the play that Alex just gave us? You know, one play that I was considering, and, and, and it's not Amari Cooper, it's the other side. It's, it's Donovan Peoples-Jones, who looks to also be a favorite target of Deshaun Watson. I do think Watson is going to pick up the pace a little bit. We saw it from game one to game two, where he became a little bit more efficient, a little bit more effective, still not what we were used to seeing, but I do think he can expose this Ravens defense if that's what the game plan calls for. And I do think Njoku is going to be a primary target. He was a guy that I was going to have a prop for as well. So I'm glad Alex settled on one. Him and Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think are going to be sort of the, the guys that bear the most fruit from Deshaun Watson's arm. I was also considering, just so you know, I was considering Nick Chubbs over in his rushing yards, which I believe last time I checked, it might have been 74 and a half, which is, is considerably low. But to Alex's point with respect to Njoku, you, you don't really run the ball on the Ravens, even if you're Nick Chubb. I still like the Nick Chubb over there, but I didn't like it enough to give it out as an official play because the Ravens have been very good against the run, especially since acquiring Roquan Smith. So I'm sort of staying away from a lot of pieces in this game. But if I was going to bet on anything, it wouldn't be Deshaun Watson in terms of his yards rushing or passing. It would actually be David Njoku and Donovan Peoples-Jones. All right, very good. And Joku just wrote it down. Hopefully you guys did too. By the way, Michael in the chat, he wants to know, Sia, when your props will be all going live on the site. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, everybody has sort of a different progression in terms of just getting through some of the some of the red tape stuff that you have to get through with a with a massive corporation like uh, CBS Sports. So I, I expect probably by the end of the weekend, maybe earlier, but certainly by next week, I'll, I'll have some picks to put in on the app, just like Alex and, and the rest of everyone else at Sportsline is doing. I did want to address another one. Somebody asked about uh, Isaiah Pacheco, and I can tell you that there's a couple of guys that I have my eyes on, but unfortunately, Pacheco odds aren't out yet. The, the person who made the comment in the chat, if you see one, please let us know. But there's a couple different ways I may want to hit Isaiah Pacheco. I'm not going to say uh, which way is right in this moment, but him, and there's a couple different ways I might want to hit like some, some random names for you, like Mac Jones, who nobody likes, just like Matt Ryan, right? Well, we're not necessarily betting the guys we're in love with, right? So that's one of the things you have to consider with props and, and where it's soft and where it's not. So Pacheco, stay tuned because my extra play might be concerning Isaiah Pacheco. 
Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs playing those fighting Houston Texans this week who nearly pulled off a gigantic upset over Dallas a week ago. So don't sleep on the Texans there. By the way, a few people, gentlemen, and I know it's going to shock you, a few people have asked when my experts page at the prop section at Sportsline is going to open up. I said after C is in prop stars. I just didn't know. I didn't know when. All right, another game we need to get into, and this is also tomorrow. And we'll, we'll have a little more extensive discussion later. I want to just focus on the pick for now. But there's been a lot of discussion, Alex, about the Dolphins and the Bills for a lot of different reasons. The Dolphins are fading. They had two games on the West Coast, played awful in both of them. And now for some reason, the schedule makers are saying, hey, you're coming back from two weeks on the East Coast or West Coast. How about you then travel to snowy Buffalo, or will it be snowy? Right now, it's 40% chance of snow. Not that much. 38 degrees won't even be freezing. So who do you like specifically in this game for now, Alex? Yeah, Coach, I like Dawson Knox, Bill's tight end, over two and a half receptions. This is another prop that I've already given out late last night on Sportsline. Uh, listen, Knox has reeled in at least three receptions in nine of 12 appearances this season. He's going to face a Dolphins pass defense that has surrendered the second most receptions uh, 79 to be exact, two opposing tight ends this season. So very, very friendly matchup on paper. Also, Coach alluded to the weather. We're going to talk about that uh, at length towards the end of the show and how that impacts other props. But if uh, weather ends up impacting downfield passing, I also really like this uh, prop for Knox because he's going to uh, operate as an underneath target for Josh Allen. Also, both of these teams really struggle to run the ball. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a ton of passing volume in this game also when we break down this Dolphins defense this has been a theme of all the props that C and I have both given out they are very stout up front but they really struggle defending the pass so I expect a lot of passing volume in this game I expect Dawson Knox to really benefit he's seen a ton of playing time over the last two weeks as well he has route rates of 89 and 94 percent that is elite few tight ends in the entire nfl see that sort of route volume uh and this is also route volume in a josh allen led offense which is very valuable so when we're only looking for three receptions it's more of a bet on being a full-time player in a high volume passing attack uh than anything else coupled with the fact it's a great matchup on paper so absolutely love this prop dawson Knox over two and a half receptions. Uh, I think the odds have changed on this one. I play this one up to minus 150 even. All right, real quick. Josh Allen over seven and a half rush attempts from Big Cheesy. By the way, tip of the cap took me down in the showdown last night. Clippers, you're dead to me. But see ya. He's asking about rush attempts. And this has been an offense that has called a lot of scheduled rushes for Josh Allen. And last week he was jumping. He was getting hit all over, but he was running. Do you like this number? I do like the number. It's not something that I think I'm going to bet, but it is, it's a good number. We anticipate, you know, if we get the conditions that we anticipate, which is, you know, snowy, rainy, you know, more ball control. I think that is going to include a little bit of Devin Singletary, a little bit of James Cook, but a lot of Josh Allen because he's going to be super effective running the ball. So I think seven and a half is a very fair number. I have a very strong lean to the over, not something I'm willing to make an official play, partly because I don't exactly know how the weather is going to bear. And I do want to mention one of my plays last week was Gabriel Davis's under receiving yards of 48 and a half. It came in fairly easily. I'm kind of on the other side this week. I actually like Gabriel Davis's over of 37 and a half at minus 120. The reason it is not an official play at this time is because I just don't want to play a game with the weather and this game right now. So if the weather ends up being okay and it looks like the downfield passing game is going to be alive, I really like that Gabe Davis play. And I'd be willing to make it an official play once I get a better read on the weather, which of course won't be until tomorrow night. Yeah, and we're going to discuss that game a little bit more coming up in just a few minutes. But those are plays in all three of the Saturday games. It's so much, I, I think it's more fun. I think it's a little bit easier when you have a standalone game, and we've got three of them on Saturday. Am I right? Yeah, could, but could be more. Love it. I absolutely love it. Just having it spread out, uh, right. just having more access to the props, more time. Having these props, most of these props came out on Tuesday, Coach, which was a huge treat, just having those extra couple days of preparation and research. So I'm a huge fan of Saturday football. Somebody was asking me on Twitter last night. I don't think they quite understand how much time you guys put into the prop <laughs> handicapping. They're like, how come we don't have a full NBA props? I'm like, 
one sport at a time. Go ahead, Alex. Coach, I'd invite them to have a chat with my beautiful wife about how much time I put into uh, prop research. So if anybody's wondering, they can contact my wife and she'll tell you. I am sure that would not be a pleasant conversation is all I... 20 hours a day, he's down there. All right, let's move on to Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. And Sunday, there is a battle in the NFC South. And it's all, there's always one division every year that people say they shouldn't deserve to have a team in the playoffs because they're all under 500. doesn't matter. It's the way it goes. Falcons, Saints, the fighting Desmond Ritters. You've been waiting, Alex, for this all year. But this pick isn't yours. It's Sia's. Saints are laying four, total 43 and a half. And for the Saints, that kind of reminds me of Devontae Smith for the Eagles. He was kind of undersized a little bit coming out of Ohio State but he's starting to now find his legs in the NFL. Sia, who do you like this week? Yeah, he's certainly found his legs in the NFL early, and there's been sort of a pause on that a little bit. He hasn't really flashed the electricity that we're used to seeing or that we, we saw sort of in the beginning, maybe weeks three, four, and five. Part of the reason for that is, well, let's look at the last five games. Let's look at the Saints matchups. And for the record, I want you to apply this to Andy Dalton and even Alvin Kamara too. The last five games, they have played the Buccaneers, the 49ers, the Rams, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Baltimore Ravens. Like these are brutal, brutal matchups for both Andy Dalton and just the passing game in general. With that said, in those five games, there's only one where he hasn't passed 59 and a half receiving yards. And that's the play I like. I have Chris Olave over 59 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. Uh, I, I've been informed that this was actually a prop where you could have gotten at a, at a lower number, like in the very low 50s earlier in the week. With that said, I still like this number quite a bit. Again, I've told you what Olave's been able to do against tough matchups. Well, in this matchup, it's really just not that tough, right? You, when you play Atlanta, you can run on them and you can certainly pass on them. Andy Dalton's pass yards total for the record, and this is a lean of mine, is 225 and a half. I lean towards the over there, but I also think at least a third of that is going to Chris Olave. And if, if the last five, six games are any indication, Chris Olave is a target monster between 25 and 30% of the targets on the team, which makes sense. There's not a lot of other receivers that are going to be sucking up targets, maybe outside of Kamara and, and Jarvis Landry. But the air yards in particular are approaching 50% in, in a lot of these games. So I think when it comes to Dalton's pass yards, I think it, it's pretty easy to see how a lot of those will go to Chris Olave, especially since he's been productive in these brutal matchups. So give me Chris Olave over 59 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. I think the best thing you said right there is about the defenses that they've played against. You can't always just take it week to week to week, but you got to look at the, the collective Alex go. Yeah. Just two things I wanted to touch on briefly. I absolutely love the Chris Olave play. I think Chris Olave has been the offensive rookie of the year. All due respect to Garrett Wilson. We know I love Damian Pierce as well and Kenneth Walker, but Olave has been absolutely phenomenal. He's somewhat limited and held back due to a low volume passing attack and Andy Dalton. If this guy was on a better team or a higher volume passing attack, his numbers would be bonkers. His metrics are absolutely elite stuff. So Olave gets open as much as any wide receiver in the NFL. He ranks in the top 95th percentile in a lot of the next generation uh, metrics that I look at that uh, kind of measure how much a player gets open. So Alave is amazing. This is a great matchup on paper. Uh, love this play. Has my full endorsement. Also, quick, Coach, you mentioned you want to touch on this briefly. Finally get to see the Desmond Ritter show. I have been waiting for this guy all year long. I uh, had a few futures tickets on him winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen because he's only going to get three or four starts here. But uh, this guy was, I believe, the third winningest college football player in FBS history. Uh, looked great in the preseason as well. Very fluid, both passing, running. He, he has great legs under him. Uh, really excited to see Desmond Ritter. We've got some props out for him. Taking a wait-and-see approach. It is a tough matchup. Glad he had a bye week, though, to prepare. But cannot wait to see Desmond Ritter uh, this week. Now, Alex, you said something that may not be what everybody's thinking about. Like, there could be people out there betting on Desmond Ritter to be the offensive rookie of the year. Why do I say that? I saw today that somebody bet $1,500 on Brock Purdy to be the rookie of the year. And he will have five starts, maybe? Five starts? I've seen Not some enough. dumb plays. But that might be the dumbest one I've read so far. I like Brock Purdy as much as the next guy. But you don't win it after five games. No. It's just like literally handing it to the books and say, mm -hmm. keep it for me, please. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy, Agreed. crazy. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? 
Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, next game, and we've got picks from both of my guys in this one. Cowboys at the Jags. And gentlemen, this isn't your mother's Jags anymore. This is a legit team. They're playing good. Trevor Lawrence has found his legs as well. And they went on the road and just slapped upside the head the Titans last week. Now come to town the Cowboys, who nearly lost to the Texans. Interesting matchup. Cowboys laying four on the road. I love the Jags on the side. Total 48. But again, at this show, we don't care about the side. We care about the props. So, Alex, let me start with you because I'm looking at my notes and you've got to play, I believe, on both sides of the fence. Yes, I do indeed, coach. Yeah, we'll start with one that I haven't given out on the stream, obviously, nor have I given out on the sports line. So you'll be able to get this number. That's CD Lamb, over 65 and a half receiving yards. Uh, just to clarify, that number is available on FanDuel presently. Uh, 68 and a half on some other books. I'd also play it there, though. Uh, but yeah, this he's eclipsed this number in nine of 13 games this season. He's averaging 73 receiving yards per game, getting a great bounce back spot against the Jaguars, who are absolutely terrible against the pass. They ranked 26. Sixth in EPA allowed per drop back, 26th in drop back success rate. Uh, the Jaguars also are a much better run defense than pass defense, uh, looking at a lot of their advanced metrics as well. So I think really you're going to see Dallas shift to a lot more passing in this matchup. Also, CeeDee Lamb has had a fantastic season, 2.32 yards per route run. That is elite stuff when you uh, also pair it with his target volume as well. So this is a great spot. We're getting a discount because Lamb had a dud against the Texans last week. But this guy, he's getting open at a very, very high rate. He is the engine of the Cowboys passing attack. He has a first read target on 22% of his routes. That is 95th percentile right there. Jags defense is 30th in DVOA, uh, passing DVOA, and 23rd in DVOA to opposing number one wide receivers. I talk about this all the time. I love getting bounce backs and discounts on props. And this is a great example because CeeDee Lamb had a uh, pretty below average game last week against the Texans. But uh, this is a great spot to get him. So love CeeDee Lamb over 65 and a half. I'd also play those 68 numbers. Also look at some all totals with him because I do think this is one of those matchups that checks all those boxes for a potential spike week. The Jags also don't get a ton of uh, pressure on opposing quarterbacks as well. So yeah, this is a great spot. Then the other play that I have that I've also uh, given out already on Sportsline's website is Evan Ingram under 44 and a half receiving yards. Gave this one out right when this prop became live. I'll explain why that is. This number is currently 38 and a half, Coach. It has moved down mm. six yards on some books. So if you got the 44 and a half numbers, congratulations. You got some exceptional closing line volume there. The reason this number is so high, Coach, is he's coming off 162 receiving yards last week against the Titans, who are just one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. He had 11 receptions. Two touchdowns, as I mentioned, 160 yards, one of the best games by a tight end this season. 
Uh, if you take away that game, he's only averaging 32 receiving yards per game. He's only eclipsed 45 receiving yards in five of 13 appearances this season. Now he's facing a Cowboys pass defense that has allowed the fifth fewest yards to opposing tight ends this season. They're also number one in passing DVOA, number seven in DVOA to opposing tight ends. Also, the Cowboys, not only are they the best pass defense in the NFL, they're also the biggest run funnel in the NFL this season, which is due in part because that secondary is so good and they have a ferocious pass rush, which uh, teams are choosing to kind of try to mitigate that by running the football against them. Also, if we look at the Jags and the targets and how they're concentrated, uh, they have a ton of mouse on this offense. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Travis Etienne, uh, Marvin Jones as well. So certainly the targets could get spread out here as well. Uh, listen, I, I think Evan Ingram is a good story. He's had a nice bounce back season he had a great rookie year with the Giants if you recall and then kind of struggled through injuries for his next three to four seasons Jags got him at a discounted price in the offseason he's had a solid year but this is just a way inflated number unfortunately I would hold off on that 38 and a half number that he's presently at but this is incentive to have my notifications on be a sports line subscriber and you would have eight yards or seven yards of closing line value if you were coach I think at this point that if people don't, it's kind of their fault because we've been saying it for 15 weeks. And then I get so many tweets on Sunday. Coach, can't find this number. That's because we gave it out on Friday. Okay? We gave it on a Friday. There's a reason that we ask you to be a member, but not for $1,000, for 10 you get all that for 10. Quickly, Alex, quickly. Quickly, I'm sorry, Coach. I apologize. Okay, I just want to just emphasize why it's going to be that much more important to subscribe to Sportsline, to become a member. It's because a lot of my picks I'm going to put in real time on the site before this very stream. And the reason that is is so we don't have to worry about people not being able to get my numbers by the time the show goes live. So if you are a Sportsline subscriber, you will be able to get my numbers in real time. So never been a better value. Never, ever, ever. So we come over to see, see us pick, and Dak Prescott did not look that good last week until the very last drive when they needed him to be good. But what do you like or not like with him this week? Uh, first of all, you're completely right. And he's looked really kind of off to me and his completion percentage over the last two weeks, 61% and 66%. But guess what? When you get the Jaguars, that efficiency is going to go up. And I think the volume is going to be okay as well, which is why I like Dak Prescott over 254 and a half passing yards at minus 114. Prescott, he's exceeded this in four out of the last five games. And, you know, last week we saw him, he wasn't very good. He had 39 pass attempts. So he he hit this number, of course, with 39 pass attempts. But that pass attempt thing, that, that's 39, that's an outlier for him. If you look at, let, let's say we're looking at the last five weeks, two of those weeks, he only had 25 and 30 pass attempts. And he was still able to exceed this 254 and a half passing yards total. So I really like him just to expose the Jaguars defense, which isn't any good. So I think they're going to do that through the air, of course, with guys like CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup and Tony Pollard. But, but I, I mean, obviously through the run as well, but I really think this is a nice bounce back spot, even if he's inefficient, even if we see some of the inefficiency coach that you were referring to in the last couple of weeks, which is certainly possible. I still think he hits this 254 and a half um, yardage total. So I, I like the over there. Uh, and for the record, um, you, you were just complimenting the Jaguars. I think you like them. And I think most people like them a little bit more than I do. But one thing I can say is that Trevor Lawrence has taken a step up and th this team is going to challenge the Cowboys in some way such that, Dak Prescott and company are going to need to keep their foot on the pedal. And that's why it, I think this is going to go, you know, four quarters, full throttle Cowboys. Give me the over 254 and a half. Oh, you're spot on. Absolutely spot on. The, 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 the bet I like in this game is the over 48 because they'll keep scoring. But to your point, I don't think they can stop Dallas. Certainly not in the defensive backfield. Real quick, uh, Michael saying that the lamb number is 67 and a half. What did you say you would play it up to Alex? Uh, so I played at 68 and a half for sure. Okay. So 68 and a half for sure. Take it up to there. Okay. One more game to get to. And then we have a few topics we want to hit on after that. So you want to stick around also this game. It's a big time game for Alex's favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're laying nine in Chicago, the fighting Justin Fields, which, you know, he'll put up numbers with his legs. You know, they'll put up points on the scoreboard, just like the Giants did last week against the Eagles. But the Eagles are clearly the best team in all of football. We got to play from each side. Sia, why don't we start with you? Interesting, controversial take from Coach. <laughs> I think it's 
I think it's the Purdy-led 49ers, and I'm not even saying it's because of Brock Purdy. I I think it's because of Kyle Shanahan and just the way this defense is playing. And Debo is coming back. Let's not forget. I think San Francisco is going to be real tough, and it wouldn't shock me at all if they win the Super Bowl. That was my preseason Super Bowl pick, by the way, the Bills versus the San Francisco 49ers. I've got Cole Komet over three and a half receptions here at minus 120. Um, You know, this is one of those things where it's almost like process of elimination, right? We don't have Chase Claypool in this game. Darnell Mooney is out for the season. We have a negative game script, and we know Cole Komet is a favorite, if not the favorite, a favorite target of Justin Fields. Now, is Justin Fields going to be passing a lot in a neutral game script? Probably not. But is this going to be a neutral game script for more than two to three quarters? Probably not. So we have a situation where Cole Komet is going to get a lot of short area. You know, this is a tough matchup against the Eagles secondary and in the Eagles linebackers and safeties. But this is one of those things where he's going to have to pepper Cole Komet, probably in the short area, which is why I went to three three and a half receptions over his yardage total, which continues to move up. So I I just figured I would take what I thought was value in the receptions at minus 120. I will tell you that not only has the yardage gone up for Cole Komet, but the reception total at three and a half was like at like plus 120 yesterday. Now it's minus 120. So I think people are really paying attention to the fact that Cole Komet is going to be a favorite target. He caught six of seven last week for the record. He's received six or more targets in four of his last five games. And again, the negative game script really speaks sort of volumes here in terms of, well, who are you going to throw it to? You got Equinemius St. Brown, you got Dante Pettis, and you got Nikhil Harry, and you got Cole Komet, Pepper Cole Komet. This is going to be 48 to 30. This is what the score is going to be. By the way, the speculator, the smartest man in the early edge universe, he says, see a rolling with my Niners. I love it. Hey, speculator, stick to early edge in five. Okay, let us handle the big boy stuff. All right. Now, Alex, I'm coming to you. Because last week, or I guess it was a couple weeks ago, when the Eagles were playing the Titans, we knew A.J. Brown was going to go off, and he did. And for some reason, they're starting to say, if we're going to play good and we're going to score a lot of points, how about we go to our best wide receiver? So he's having monster games. Do you think this week will be one of those? Coach, I absolutely do. I want to also point out that I have predicted pretty much every single A.J. Brown spike game this season. This one also checks all the boxes for me. That's why we're taking A.J. Brown over 68 and a half receiving yards. Listen, A.J. Brown has been phenomenal this year. Uh, ESPN has a metric that measures the rate that a wide receiver and the amount of space that he is getting open on average. A.J. Brown led the entire NFL last year in this metric, and he once again this year is first in that metric as well. He also has a fairly deep A dot of nearly 12 yards. If you look at all of his advanced metrics, uh, whether it's target share, air yard share, uh, first read on his routes, yards per route run, open score, just all of this is elite stuff. So he has an absolutely monster sky high ceiling. I talk about the Eagles at length being that they're my favorite football team. I talk about how the versatile their offense is and the ability that they can shift gears depending on the matchup. I also always point out that the Eagles first priority and what they want to do, the engine of this offense is they want to strike downfield. The one sort of Achilles heel this Eagles offense has had this season is when they uh, succumb to quick pressure, when the opposing defensive line or defense is able to get to Hurts quickly. This Bears defense is absolutely dismal. They generate zero pass rush. They're also a terrible run defense as well, so a lot of people are quick to assume that the Eagles will just run the ball not so fast. The Eagles, again, their first and foremost priority is to attack down the field, and A.J. Brown is the guy that they're going to look at to exploit and take advantage of this matchup. Chicago's also 31st in DVOA, two opposing number one wide receivers. They have just bled production to uh, opposing number one wide receivers all season. So not only do I love this prop, over 68 and a half yards, you best believe we are taking the alt lines here, Coach. We're going over 100. We're going over 110, over 120. Again, this checks every single box that I look for in a potential spike game, which is why I love A.J. Brown. Over 68 and a half yards also were sprinkling on his alt totals as well. We call that stacking in the early edge props world. See it real quick. They're saying the juice for yours is up to minus 150. Would you rather play four and a half for Cole Komet or stay away if the juice gets too high? So I'd stay away there, but just so you know, because I saw that comment as well, I'm looking on DraftKings right now, and mm-hmm. it's minus 120 at three and a half. I'm looking at Caesars, and I think this is real time. It's minus 129. 
BetMGM is minus 105. That's all at three and a half reception. So I'm not sure what book you're looking at, but it looks like somebody, maybe it's an offshore thing or something, but maybe somebody hit that a little bit harder. Uh, maybe you'd want to transition to the yards, but if the yards are anything over, you know, I think you could have gotten the yards at 34 and a half yesterday. I think it's 37 and a half at, at a lot of places. I don't mind that. I'm not paying my, minus 150 at the three and a half number, even though I like it. It's, I just don't like suggesting minus 150 on, on a catch prop. Offshore. What, what, what is that? Offshore. What is, what is that? I, I just, I don't even, I, don't even I, I just, what. well, my whole thing is, yeah, I don't know what that is either, but I just, I'm seeing all the books in, in the United States and none of them have that. So I can only assume there's something, uh, uh, untoward going on at an offshore book perhaps I, I may have a one in my phone or two we'll we'll see uh, <laughs> uh alex quick question from the chat david montgomery under 57 and a half i'm assuming it's rush yards minus 112 uh don't bind it the eagles run defense has been a lot better obviously when you have a guy like jordan davis healthy in the middle of the eagles defense clogging up those uh running lanes don't mind it uh the bears do run the football quite a bit even when they're down i think the number's efficient uh, i'd personally stay away i do have a slight lean to the under though okay very very good um Okay, so those are all the official picks. But we thought since we had a little extra time since Uncle Dave wasn't here that we'd hit on a few players and a situation to help you with your prop betting over the weekend. So there's one player as the Bengals are traveling to Tampa, gentlemen, to take on the Bucks. 425 Eastern on Sunday. The Bengals are actually favored. Crazy. A Tom Brady-led team at home. Underdogs by three and a half. Total 45. And there's a guy that's made such a huge difference. When he's off the field, they don't play as well when he's on the field. Even if he doesn't have a monster game, Alex, I'm going to start with you. He still opens things up for the rest of the team. Jamar Chase this week. Talk to me. Coach, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about the impact this guy made. I cannot emphasize enough just how significant that impact is. He is the most double-teamed wide receiver in the NFL. That includes the great Tyreek Hill. That includes the unbelievable Justin Jefferson, who we're going to talk about recent, or shortly. That includes Devontae Adams. This guy, when opposing defenses are game planning for the Bengals, their first, second, and third priority is to double-team this guy, roll bracket coverage towards him, have a safety on top of him and despite that he is still getting open at will cannot emphasize enough how good jamar chase we look at his advanced metrics target share route participation yards per route run open score just jump off the page this guy has been absolutely phenomenal he is just on fire right now the connection between him and Joe Burrow is great. Also, this Bucks defense hasn't been that good. They're sort of cratering over the last few weeks as well. And the one Achilles heel of this Bengals offense, if you watch them, you're well aware of this, is their ability to protect Joe Burrow. If they can protect Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase is literally unstoppable. This Bucks defense has had trouble getting after the quarterback. No Vita Vea this week, who's probably their best, if he is their best defensive lineman. So Burrow is going to have time in this matchup and that spells spike week coach so i will be looking very closely at jamar chase's alt lines and spreading some dollar dollar bills on those as well dollar dollar bills y'all that's exactly right now a little translation for those of you who may be brand new to the brand because i understand prop stars speak if he says spike if he says furthermore pay attention get those ears open that's all I'm saying. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, nobody does a better DFS show for the NFL than my man Sia and M Squared. And when you're talking about Jamar Chase, 
There's a lot of people this week that are starting the playoffs. Am I right? Quarterfinals, I think, is what they call them in fantasy. And when you look at Jamar Chase, what does your research tell you? See ya. Yeah, for some, the playoffs started last week. Uh, the playoffs are going on in our sports line league right now. I'm actually playing Alan Bell. Hopefully I get the win. I am the, the number one team in the league by points <laughs> and record, but that's neither here nor there. I, I do want to answer it from a DFS question, though. I think Jamar Chase is going to be really popular, even, even in a game where we're not necessarily likely to see a lot of points. I will tell you that Mike McClure on our FFT DFS show has a very contrarian stack with Tom Brady and Godwin with a Jamar Chase runback. For those of you that don't understand that DFS speak, continue to watch our show. We'll teach you everything you need to know. But the point is, I think Jamar Chase is going to be really popular, but I do have to add in here that it appears, and I know we said this, well, we didn't say this, but people said this last week that T. Higgins was going to play and he's, you know, it's all that. Well, T. Higgins fully practiced on Friday, allegedly, as in today. Uh, Tyler Boyd practiced on Friday, allegedly, as in today. So we we might have the full complement of weapons outside of Hayden Hurst for Joe Burrow, which I don't think takes away from the Jamar Chase play at all, but it certainly takes away from the idea that Tampa Bay is going to win this game. So I just wanted to point that out, that I think Chase will be popular. If you want to get crazy in DFS, play T. Higgins, because after what he did last week, playing basically one snap and then leaving the game, nobody's going to play that guy. You will have a ton of leverage on the field. Just a, Just a, something to throw out there for you. And I'm going to take a question. I normally don't take a question when I'm with you experts, but I feel fairly secure in this one, and I want you guys to back me up. Caddy Daddy says, hey, what about Brady over 40 and a half attempts? Book it. Mm -hmm. Bang it. Play it. It will cash. Last week, we played the same bet, same play, 55 attempts in a blowout. 55 attempts in a blowout. Would we cash this ticket at 40 and a half? They don't run, do they, Sia? No, they don't. They can't. I mean, they, they, they're they so ineffective. Brady's been passing it around 50 times per game. I don't know how many times over the last five or six games, but it's the majority of them. And, and against Cincinnati's defense, since they got DJ Reader back, it's even harder to run against them. I believe they're pretty healthy on the, across the defensive line. So Fournette and White, especially if, if, if Burrow has his full complement of weapons and they start scoring on Tampa, the – the, the running game is gone. It's over. And Brady will be chucking it to Godwin and Fournette, Rashad White, maybe Mike Evans the whole game. This is my best prop stars impersonation. Furthermore, I would play it up to 45 or 46. Yeah, I really oh, love Tom oh. Brady, the over attempts this week. How was that? Was that pretty good? Is that pretty good? That's now, good. there's another name that has been cashing tickets all year, but he doesn't have a huge game all the time. But when he does... It is humongous. In fact, Prop Stars, last week or the week before, you said Justin Jefferson. Last week? Last week, Coach, I said that Justin Jefferson would have a 200-yard receiving game and lead all NFL's uh, wide receivers in receiving yards. He did, in fact, that it went well over 200 yards. It could have had 250 if they didn't rule him out of bounds on a potential 60-yard touchdown that they ruled a 40-yard completion. But uh, I just do not think people realize how great Justin Jefferson is. I know I talk about him ad nauseum. Uh, I've been obsessed with this guy since he's pretty much entered the league. But listen, coach, I just wanted to give you some statistics about Justin Jefferson. He is 464 yards shy of breaking Calvin Johnson's single season record of 1,964 receiving yards in a season. Okay. He needs to average 116 yards per game over his final four games to eclipse Calvin Johnson's record. Do you think Justin Jefferson wants that record? He wants that record. Furthermore, he is playing the Colts, Giants, Packers, and Bears. Uh, two of those are well below pass uh, average pass defenses. He also went for almost 200 yards the last time he played the Packers as well. I was up last night, actually, with Alan Bell at wee hours in the morning just oh talking about how ridiculous Justin <laughs> Jefferson is, okay? Justin Jefferson, over his first three years in the NFL, has amassed 4,516 yards. He's averaging 99 receiving yards per game since entering the league. Number two on that list, Coach, Randy Moss with 4,100 yards. Justin Jefferson already, <laughs> with four games left in this season, has a 400-yard lead 
on the most receiving yards over his first three seasons in the NFL. That is just unbelievable. When I talk about how I think this guy is the greatest wide receiver of all time, he's certainly off to the best start of any wide receiver in NFL history. So absolutely unbelievable stuff. I'm actually just betting betting Justin Jefferson blindly because I think he's going to go over 100 yards in the remaining four games. And if he doesn't, it'll be three of those four games. So regardless – this is he's going to break this record. I'm calling that right now. It's not an outrageous take. He is going to break Calvin Johnson's record of most receiving yards in a season. Again, he needs to average 116 yards per game over these final four games to eclipse that record. And just my last point regarding Randy Moss, I just wanted to point this out. Randy Moss was so unbelievable that he caught those 4,163 yards He had 265 targets, coach, 226 catches. That is an 85% catch rate on those targets. To put that into perspective, OBJ, who's third on the list, who's just like 20 yards short of Moss, had 457 targets to reach the same number. So Randy Moss's efficiency is unlike anything that has ever taken place in the NFL. Just wanted to point out how great Randy Moss was, but. Justin Jefferson. I got a little quick story. See, what do you got, big boy? I have a quick stat that's not going to take 15 minutes. So hopefully (laughs) I have I have time for that. But just to um, just to sort of add on to to what Alex is saying about Justin Jefferson, I do want to point things out because we have this sort of Philly San Francisco thing going on in the chat with the speculator and me. And of course, Alex and yourself, who are big Philly guys, at least this year you are. Here's the thing. I got to point this out because it's a good thing that the Eagles are cashing in on Jalen Hurts with this just like $2 million of salary so that it allows them to get guys like A.J. Brown. Because I got to point this out, the 22nd overall pick in the 2020 draft was Justin Jefferson. The 21st pick was made by the Philadelphia Eagles, and they drafted Jalen Rager. Wow. FYI. Wow. 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 I I didn't think you were going to go there with that stat. I thought where you were going to go was how different you and I in our prime – was as opposed to Alex and AB in their prime. You and I would have been kicking at the club last night on a Thursday night, just doing our thing. Mm-hmm. They're up till the middle of the night texting with each other about how good Justin Jefferson is. Oh, oh, oh. I guess somebody's got to do it. AB yeah. keeps talking about being the most eligible bachelor in all of Tennessee, and you're texting with prop stars on a Thursday night? At least several of the questions got answered because Goose magically showed up. Where did he come from? It was like all of a sudden he's there. (laughs) He's the magic man. He is the magic man. Now, quickly, from a DFS standpoint, because it doesn't always work when you plug him in, but see it, do you like Jefferson for people who have him? I mean, you got to play him, right? But how do you do it? What do you do? Because I'm not a big fantasy guy. Well, yeah. So first of all, in redraft, you're certainly playing Justin Jefferson. The question is on this three game slate, are you playing Justin Jefferson in DFS? And I think the answer in most people's cases is yes, because I think that game is going to be really popular because again, that's the, that's the one of three games on Saturday that's actually in a dome. So there's going to be a lot of Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson stacks. There's going to be a lot of Matt Ryan to maybe pick your receiver, Michael Pittman. They might even throw in Jonathan Taylor. Cause again, on a three game slate, we explained this on FFT DFS with Mike McClure on a three game slate. You can get a little different. You can stack a running back with a pass catcher with a quarterback and you run it back on the other side with a guy like Justin Jefferson. He should be really popular in DFS tomorrow. And I do want to point out from a DFS standpoint, because that game is going to be really popular because of the dome conditions and because of the perception that there's going to be snow rain, perhaps wind in the bills game you could probably gain some serious leverage on the field by really stacking that eight o'clock game and just hoping that the early game maybe just ends up being a running game. And and, and there's not a lot of fireworks from the Justin Jefferson's or Michael Pittman's of the world. If you can actually calculate that correctly, and then all of a sudden it's clear and nice, uh, or maybe the snow just doesn't impact the passing game that much during that Bill's Dolphins game. Well, you're on a game that everybody should be on, but they're not because they were afraid of the snow. Yeah, that's exactly right. And at least the pregame show is going to be a full hour. So we'll know what it's going to look like before the Bills game in the evening. Alex, let me come back to you. Garrett, thoughts on Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook? Their boost could be DK, could be FanDuel for both over 70 rushing yards on Saturday. 
Dalvin Cook and the Vikings rushing offense has been just very ineffective. All of Cook's yards are coming on chunk plays. Uh, just have very minimal confidence in the Vikings' ability to run the football right now. Even though it is a soft matchup or a soft, somewhat of a soft matchup against the Colts, uh, I'm shying away from Dalvin Cook. Uh, just has not been very effective recently. You mentioned Randy Moss, and I i know I've been so lucky in my career to see some of the greats, to work with some of the greats. I worked with him at ESPN. But when I started my career, Kansas City, I was like the Chiefs guy. I was like the Chiefs reporter, 22 years old. And they were playing Thursday night against the Vikings. And who were the three receivers? It was Moss, it was Chris Carter, and then who was the third one? Who was the third of the three 20 years ago? It doesn't matter to the story. But, but. I went out to do a story. I said, how are you going to stop these three? What do you do? And I remember the defensive back for Kansas City looked at me and said, Randy Moss is unstoppable. He's the fastest player to ever play the game. And for those people who watched him play in person, I've never seen a faster human on the football field until Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And if you get a chance to go watch Tyreek Hill play football in person, buy a ticket. He's worth the price of admission. Alex, go. The difference between Randy Moss and Tyreek Hill, though, is that uh, Tyreek Hill stands nine, five foot nine, while Randy Moss was six foot five with a wingspan of nearly seven feet long. Yeah. The guy was one of the biggest freak athletes in sports history, not just NFL history. That third wide receiver was Jake Reed, by the way. Oh, Ooh, that's nice. who it was, Jake Reed. Thank yep. you. Damn it. I've been trying to think about that for the last 10 minutes. So the fact that Randy Moss was so big when he pulled his pants down in that one game, it just made for a longer <laughs> Longer thing. If people don't know, Google it. One of the great Randy Moss moments, or worse, Randy Moss moment. Best one is straight cash, homie. Paying that ten grand, straight cash, homie. Oh man. And yet now he's at ESPN for the last five or six years. All right. The last thing I want to talk about because this is going to be this game has so much of an impact in so many different ways in the division. In the entire NFL, props, sides, everything. And, of course, I'm talking about the Dolphins and the Bills. And the Dolphins, you take the weather out of it, guys. They are struggling. They went to the West Coast and got beat down not once but twice. They looked awful. Tua looked awful against the Chargers. So we have one play for there. But, Alex, let me come to you because you were looking at all these props, and there are so many big stars on both sides. And what you noticed is what? Coach, yeah, what I notice is that every single person, whether it be sports line analysts, uh, other prop bettors elsewhere, are all uh, basically fading all these prop, pl- all these props uh, across the board, including the sides, totals, uh, whether it's Tua, Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. If there's not inclement weather, and according to the latest weather reports, um, it doesn't seem like there's, uh, you know, an overwhelmingly chance, huge chance that there's going to be terrible weather in this game. You are getting discounts on every single one of these Bills skill position players, Josh Allen to to Stephon Diggs, down to Dawson Knox, and on the other side as well, whether it be Tua, uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. So if weather does not end up having a huge impact and playing a major role in this game, you are just getting huge, huge discounts across the board. So I just wanted to tell the good people at Sportsline to pay attention to the weather conditions. And as we approach closer to kick, off when we have a better idea of what the weather is actually going to be there is so much value to be had across the board because these are two of the most high volume passing offenses in the nfl and we just could see a ton of passing volume on both sides i always talk about volume is king so this is a matchup i just implore the good people at home and our subscribers to pay very very close attention to dominic says in the chat what i heard on tuesday there would be a blizzard Dominic, turn on your phone. There's no longer going to be a blizzard. 40% chance of snow. It's going to be above freezing, which means all the snow that comes down will melt immediately. See you from a DFS standpoint. What does this uncertainty do? 
Yeah, it allows you, and I mentioned this earlier, it allows you to gain leverage, like ownership, rostership leverage on the field. Again, because there's such an unknown here, people are worried. They, they don't want to play Josh Allen and Tua because they don't think there's going to be maybe a lot of efficient passing or a lot of passing in general. So what, the, what are they going to do? They're going to stick to like playing Deshaun Watson stack. So we're going to, they're going to play that dome game on the Kirk Cousins side or the Matt Ryan side and just get a lot of pieces there and maybe just get one piece from that Bills game. Maybe a, maybe a one-off Devin Singletary play or, or whatever, a one-off Jalen Waddle or Ty- Tyreek Hill play. So I think what you want to do tomorrow is play, play whatever you want to play, whatever you have been comfortable playing coming into the week. But I would leave a lineup or two where you're almost like leaving it blank so that you're not playing – you don't want to leave it like, but you you don't want to play guys in the early game or maybe that that middle game that that Browns uh, Ravens game because again if the weather turns and if if it becomes a game where they're just throwing it around there's not going to be a ton of people playing that game they're not going to be playing a lot of like Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs stacks or two at a Tyreek or two at a Waddle so I would really have so if you're making three or five lineups I would really have at least one or two lineups reserved for assuming that the weather is going to be okay for the passing conditions and really getting a lot of pieces in that particular game. Educate and entertain, ladies and gentlemen. Educate and entertain. Do you want to do all that work that you just listened to? I don't. That's why you follow my guys. Now, I'm scared to read this one, See, I really, really am. But I feel like as the host, it's my duty to be unpartial or impartial. JB says... See ya, you've been doing well lately, understatement. But Prop Stars is the GOAT for a reason. He drops the most through knowledge, could listen to it all day long. Number one reason I have a sports line sub, keep dropping it to the GOAT. JB, look, yeah, please see ya. No, because it's funny because JB, um, I agree, and I don't take any offense to that. I'm not even sure where that really came from because, for the record, in this sort of hot streak of mine over the last two weeks, I think it was the coach who bestowed this, this, hey, man, you're the GOAT right now moniker on me. And I said, no, 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 no. I refuse to accept that because I will concede now, a year ago and a year from now, that Alex Prop Stars is the GOAT for these props. So hot streak or not, listen, I'll probably have a cold streak at some point too. Alex is the goat for a reason. And JB, I completely agree. And if I said something to elicit the idea that I thought I was the goat, then you're just not listening because I promise you, I never did that. See, that's one angle that you could go with that particular statement from JB. My angle that I'm thinking about is every time you make his head bigger, the takes get longer. So why would you say I could listen to it all day? Why would you ever say that, JB? Damn. I worked so hard to round him and keep him there. Yes, Alex, please. Coach, I have been working on condensing my takes. I will say this is my one hour where I get to sort of, uh, you know, riff a little bit and just uh, give the people what they want, Coach. Oh, I tease. I tease a lot. But the reason I do is because this man, we want him on everything. He's working so hard behind the scenes from where he started to where he is right now. Could not be more proud of that man right there in that bottom box. That's for damn sure. All right. It's time for the recap. Here is courtesy of Jake the Snake. Ten seconds or less. Let's go through each one of our picks. Prop stars, start us off. Yep. First up, we've got David Njoku over three and a half receptions. Love this spot for him against the Baltimore pass funnel. Then we've got Dawson Knox over two and a half receptions. Again, I like this, whether the weather impacts the game or not, because I think that Josh Allen will lean on him if it does affect downfield passing in those underneath routes. And this guy runs a route on every single Josh Allen drop back. Next up, we've got CeeDee Lamb over 65 and a half receiving yards. Played this one up to 68, 69 and a half. Checks every box for a potential spike week for me. That means a triple-digit game over 100 yards. Then we've got A.J. Brown over 68.5 receiving yards. Same thing applies to A.J. Brown with C.D. Lamb, potential spike week for me. Then we've got Evan Ingram under 44.5 receiving yards. That number was way too inflated based off of that terrific game last week against the Titans. Now he's playing the Cowboys' pass defense, which is the best in the NFL. My man, Crazy Animal, says we love it all. I sure as hell couldn't put in all this work. You're damn right. See ya. Talk to me. Thank you, Reed Phillips. CNM squared win me DFS. I love that. Cole Komet <laughs> over three and a half receptions at minus 120. Listen, you're, you're out of targets at this point. No Darnell Mooney, no Chase Claypool, negative game script. 
Cole Komet is going to get a lot of targets. Yards is a different question. He'll probably get those two, but I'd rely on the receptions. Dak Prescott, over 254 and a half passing yards at minus 114. Listen, even in his inefficient games, he's getting this. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be able to press the Cowboys in terms of making them pass. And you know you can pass on the Jaguars. Chris Olave, over 59 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. Somebody in the chat asked about four and a half receptions. I believe that was Hutan. And I actually prefer the yards because I do think there will be a couple deep targets coming off this by two Chris Olave against a very exposed uh, Atlanta secondary. And then finally, Matt Ryan over 22 and a half completions. Listen, I'm uncomfortable making this bet because it's Matt Ryan, but this is the game script and this is the defense to implore, employ Matt Ryan and his completions. And they're going to get the ball a whole bunch in that particular game. So I think the sales over that particular number. All right. You know, we like to end every one of these shows asking my cappers, what's the prop bet that you like the most from the other guys this week? There's only one other guy. So Alex, which one of Sia's bets do you like the most? Uh, I love the Chris Olave spot. I just think this is a great spot for him. This guy is very underrated. I know he's a rookie playing in a low-volume passing attack. If he was on a different team, uh, we would be hearing a lot more about him. His metrics are off the charts. He's held back from that offense from Andy Dalton. He's been absolutely terrific. Now he gets to play a Falcon secondary, which can't cover anyone. So I think this is a great spot for Olave. See you. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to go, you know, I'm debating between David Njoku over three and a half receptions and A.J. Brown over 68 and a half receiving yards. But I'm going to go with the symmetry. It's not A.J. Brown, excuse me, CeeDee Lamb over 65 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to go with the symmetry between Dak and CeeDee Lamb. I do think CeeDee Lamb is probably going to go off in this game among other uh, pass catchers. So give me CeeDee Lamb over 65 and a half receiving yards. All right. All right. I love when respect shows respect. That was a fun hour, ladies and gentlemen. That's all the damage that we can freaking do. So with that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. By the way, just one show tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Picks for the whole day. Extended version. You want to check that out live. And I just lost my... You got your marching orders. See what I did right there? Let's take all these props straight to the pay window. My entire crew. Damn it, do I love them all. See you in job. We're still working on that nickname. Two winners. Who's it going to be for his new nickname? Keep giving them to me on Twitter. Keep giving them to me in the chat. You never know. Cool $100, no strings attached. Then, of course, prop stars, of course, Jake the Snake on the ones and the twos. Doing an amazing job producing every single show at the only brand you even need to worry about. Props are live at Sportsline. We're always live at the early edge. Good luck. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.